Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and with doctrine. That means teaching. For the time will come, and I believe it has, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they will turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. We're living in a day where people have itching ears. Tell me what I want to hear or I'm going somewhere else. If you're that kind of a person, you're probably not gonna enjoy this message today. But I'm gonna preach to you on this subject today. We are not an I Love Lucy church. We are not an I Love Lucy church. How many of you ever saw I Love Lucy as a program? Well, I guess it lasted long enough for most of you to see it. She was zany, wasn't she? Get into crazy things. So I thought I'd play off of that saying, I Love Lucy, and change it to I Love Lucy, L-O-O-S-E-Y, if that's a word. We are not an I Love Lucy Church. God bless you. you, may be seated. I have a, uh, I have a pontoon boat up at our place up in Crandon, Wisconsin, and um, Usually on Memorial Day and Labor Day, we try to get the whole family together and we go on a little mini vacation for those holidays up in Crandon. This year, we got all of our preliminary work done and we fixed up the boat a little bit and we launched it on Memorial Day weekend. We were all up there to have a good time and uh, we got out in the lake and all of a sudden the motor kept running, but we weren't going anywhere. Now we have this, a a pontoon boat is like a sailboat. It's big and it's bulky and and it's very practical for family activities. And we have this 70 horse Yamaha. It's, It's an older engine, but it's big. And so this big engine should take care of this boat. But here we are with this big 70 horse Yamaha engine running nice and loud and we aren't going anywhere. So we, since we're not going anywhere, we lift the motor up automatically and we look and there's no prop. The prop is in the bottom of the lake. So now we are at the mercy of the wind. We're not going anywhere and we're a long ways from shore. What are you gonna do now? You're gonna wait for the wind to push you or you're gonna have to have somebody drag you back to shore. Now this all preaches. 
I don't know how you can lose a propeller. There are several bolts and all these safety things. You know, it's not just one bolt holds it on. There's several things that hold it on. But somehow all of these things failed because they became loose. And everything that held that prop on came off. And then the prop just spun itself off and right to the bottom of the lake. We gotta be careful that we tighten up on things that need to be tight. Things that need to be tight. Because if we lose our prop, we're gonna drift about with every wind of doctrine. If we, if we can make a lot of noise, the engine can make a lot of noise, but if our doctrine is not sound, if our propeller is not attached, we're going nowhere. We're just making a lot of noise. And we are going to be tossed. We need to tighten some things up. Take a look at, at this verse of scripture in 2 Timothy 3. It talks a little more about what we're talking about. 2 Timothy 3, 1. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers. Watch and see if these things are not in our 21st century. Men will be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, that means men toward women and women toward men. Without, that's natural, natural affection. They will be truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. They will speak against good. They will be traitors. They will be heady. They will be high-minded and they will be lovers of pleasure more than they're lovers of God. But they'll have a form of godliness. But they will deny the power thereof. They will say, well, I believe in God too. Accept me for who I am. I'm only human. I just have a different lifestyle. Who is your lifestyle after? How's that for a fair question? Who are you styling your life after? Who are your role models? Who are the people that you're trying to emulate? All of these things that are taking place are taking place right here right now and yet we claim to believe in God in one fashion or another. We have come to the place we are living in a day of Burger King religion. Burger King religion. Here's a little ditty, I'm not a very good singer. So here goes, hold the pickles Hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. 
All we ask is that you let us have it your way at Burger King. They'll make the burger any way you want as long as you'll buy it. And we have churches today that have become Burger King fast food restaurants. We're here to entertain you. We'll do whatever you want. Just tell us what that is. We want the numbers. You know, you can have a group and not be a church. Amway has large gatherings. They don't profess to be a church. Church means separated or called out ones. We are not a Burger King church. Take a look at this verse of scripture in John chapter six, verse 66. There came a time that many of his disciples went back John 6, 66, and walked no more with him. Have you noticed that some people are no longer walking with God? Where are the numbers? Where are some of the people that used to sit in your section? They're no longer walking. What happened? Well, offended. I don't believe that way anymore. Too restrictive, too demanding. Doesn't fit my lifestyle. I want you to know that religion should give you fits. You shouldn't try and fit into a religion. It should change everything about you. I remember Pastor Tamil used to say, I wouldn't give you a dime for a religion that doesn't change your life. We're not just a social club. We're not just buddies. This is not just a fellowship of believers. This is the church of the living God. And we are not. And I love looseness. It doesn't matter, church. Traditional religion will never replace a truthful relationship. It was never intended to be that way. Look at the warning in Colossians in chapter two and verse eight. Plenty of warnings in the scripture for what we are seeing in our day. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, that's just a fancy way of saying lying. After the, and this is how they'll do it, aside from philosophy and lies. After the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. That's an I love Lucy church. But look at the church in Christ. Speaking of Christ, it says in the next verse, for in him dwelleth all the fullness 
of the Godhead bodily. For in him, not in them, but in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you, you, you're complete. You're complete in him because he's the head of all principality and power in whom also you are circumcised. Do you know we've all been circumcised if we've been baptized in Jesus' name? Circumcised with the circumcision that is made without hands in putting off of the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And what is that? With a colon, it's being buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through faith of the operation of God who raised him from the dead. We're complete in him. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we're in him. When you take his name, he takes your name. And we are in him. The new age religion is giving people a false hope. I want to talk to you about a little bit about new age religion. And I, and I want to preface what I say This is not a disclaimer. I'm not disclaiming anything. But you need to understand that most people don't get their faith from a Bible. They get it from a television set or a newspaper. They listen to TV evangelists. They see crusades. They hear dynamic preaching. And then when they bring people to a climax, they lead them in an unscriptural, unbiblical salvation. And we are giving people in this new age a false hope. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen when the rapture takes place and all these people that have bought into this, these doctrines, these Burger King doctrines, are left behind, there's going to be a lot of dead preachers. Because those are the first ones they're going to go after. You told me that all I had to do was just believe. Well, I believed, and here I am. And that's on you. No, it's on you, sir. And it's on you, ma'am. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. We need to get back into the word of God. We need to see what the word of God has to say about salvation. We don't need a television set to be saved. We need a Bible. And we need a desire to know what the Bible has to say. Just believe in Jesus. Let me tell you something about just believing. And please, don't think that I'm I'm putting people down because they don't know any better. But I'm, I'm trying to be a watchman today and I'm trying to sound an alarm. And if you're here today and you say, well, I remember the day that I believed in Jesus and that's the day I was saved and 
I remember the day that I went to an altar and I accepted Jesus as my savior and that's the day I was saved. I'm not putting down the fact that you came to an altar. I'm not putting down the fact that you believe in Jesus. I'm not even putting down the fact that you came and said, Lord, I want to accept all that you have for my life. But if you think that that in itself is going to save you, you are missing some things that are perfectly clear in the scripture. You have bought an I love Lucy religion. And it won't hold up. There's more to it than that. I wish I still had the football in the pulpit, but, but Sister Cassins, if, if I said to you, you know, I'm gonna lay one on you. If you stay in that chair and you don't get out of that chair, by the time I count to three, I'm just gonna haul off and slap you. I'm getting out. <laughs> Now there's a believer. There's a believer. Why? Not because she just believed, but because she moved. She took action. I truly do believe. And I'm not going to be where the slap is. That's why Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized, shall be saved. That's why the only time in the, in the book of Acts where it talked about believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, they marched down to the water and were baptized in Jesus' name because they believed. Because they believed, they obeyed. Jesus Christ is the author of eternal salvation to them that obey him. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things that I say? Can you hear the frustration in the Savior's voice? You say you believe. I ask you to do something. You won't do it. Go and sell everything you got and give it to the poor. Well, I believe in you, Jesus, but I'm not going to do it. Well, adios, buddy. You hearing what I'm saying? So belief demands, demands a response. Psalm 119 and verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We need the word of God. Not the word of man. We need the word of God in our hearts that we might not sin against God. If you have the word of God and you have the spirit of God, you'll be saved. But if you lose either one, you can't be saved. Remember what I said about the motor? That big old 70 horse, mm, make a lot of noise, but no prop, and it ain't going anywhere. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be witnesses unto me. We need the power and we need the word. And there's no reason that we should settle for anything less. 
Just because it's convenient for us or it makes less of a commitment and an impact on our lives. Some people have said, well, you know, baptism won't save you. I beg to differ, sir. Take a look at 1 Peter chapter 3. Talked about people that were sometimes disobedient, 3 and 20, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is eight, were saved by fire, by water rather. The like figure whereunto even baptism also doth now also save us. Can it be any clearer than that? What will baptism save you from? It saves you from your sins. Your sins are what separate you from God. So how's God going to save us from our sins? How, this is the question I, I, I could never get when I was a kid. How does what Jesus did on the cross get all over me? Well, some will say just have faith. Well, just believe Just accept it. No, I want to know how. I want to know God's plan, not man's ideas, as to how the blood can cover me. I want you to know being baptized in Jesus' name will remit every sin that you've ever committed. It will give you a brand new beginning. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You will have the power, you will have the prop, and you are on your way. But you can have a loud motor. And without a prop, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and the daughters of God. We need the spirit and we need the word. Some will say, well, this is, this is the I Love Lucy church. Let me give you a few quotes. Well, we all believe in the same God. It's just a different name. I don't believe that for one minute. Do you know ISIS believes in God? Anybody ever hear of ISIS? They believe in God and cut other people's heads off and terrorize people that are not of their faith. You mean to tell me that you think I believe in the same God they do? That insults me. Let me tell you about the God that I believe in. The God that I believe in created the earth. The heaven and the earth. He made all things, and without him was not anything made. He loves mankind and seeks a relationship with mankind. And when mankind disobeyed his commandments, he robed himself in flesh and came to this earth to become the savior and redeemer of the world. No other religion in the entire world has their God becoming a human being and sacrificing himself for his believers. 
He laid down his life willfully for our sins. Instead of me going to a cross, he went to a cross and gave his life for my sins. You tell me another God that does that. And I'm interested to hear what follows. But that's the God I serve. That's the God I serve. So I don't believe we all believe in the same God. God doesn't care how you look. God doesn't care how you think. God doesn't care how you act. You can be saved in 30 seconds and live any way you want for the rest of your life and go to heaven. I love Lucy said so. But I don't believe that either. I believe that we will give an account. We will give an account. I believe God does care about the way that I look. I believe God does care about the way that I think. I believe God does care about the way that I act and conduct myself. Say, I don't don't think that's necessary. Really? How about the woman that was taken in adultery? who lays at the feet of Jesus. And we all, like to, we all like to use this verse of scripture. He that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. See, everybody's a sinner. God knows everybody's a sinner. And you're always going to be a sinner. I speak on behalf of Celebrate Recovery this morning. Just because you were, have become an alcoholic, does not mean that you have to continue to be an alcoholic for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be that way. I like what happens in Celebrate Recovery. Sister Brown, I'll put you on the spot. Stand up and tell us what you say when you come, when you introduce yourself. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And such were some of you. But, but, but you believed, no. But you accepted, no. But you came to God on your terms, no. But you are washed. But you are sanctified. But you are justified. By the name of the Lord Jesus. When? When you took his name in baptism. How? And by the spirit of our God. We're not the I Love Lucy Church. We're the church of the living God. We believe in his word. We trust in his power. And we walk by his spirit. It's not by might, nor by power, but it is by my spirit, saith God. We're not the I Love Lucy Church. So he says to the woman, after all the accusers leave, I said, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and leave. That isn't what he said. He said, woman, where are your accusers? And she said, no man, Lord, they're not here. And he said, well, I'm gonna show you my mercy. Neither do I 
condemn thee. Can I talk to a visitor today? If you're here today feeling guilty, and you feel like God can't love you, and you're filthy, and you know, God wouldn't want anything to do with you, you got here because the Spirit of God brought you here this morning. That lets you know right there that God loves you. And God brought you to this place to hear this message of hope. This message of hope. He said, neither do I condemn thee. I'm gonna show you my mercy. So now you can go and sin no more. You you won't hear that in the I Love Lucy Church. Sin no more? Oh, no. Oh, we're all going to keep sinning. That gives you a soft place to lie so that you can keep doing what's wrong when you get that attitude. You've got to come to an altar and say, Lord, I know I've done wrong, but I want to change my course. I want to turn 180 degrees and walk with you. I want to know what your word says. I want to be led by your spirit. I want to overcome. I don't want to live the way I lived anymore. And God can say, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I'll wash away your past in the waters of baptism. I'll empower you by my spirit. You don't have to be an adulteress any more. He found a man by the name of Legion. Spoke to him and cast out the demons. 2,000 demons in one guy. And he cast them all out. The guy lived in a graveyard, didn't wear any clothes. He was just a wild, crazy man. And when Jesus was finished with him, He sat right next to Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. He didn't just say, well, I've delivered you, now go your way. He changed him. Everything that Jesus ever touched, he changed for the better. And there's somebody in this congregation today that is struggling with their thoughts Somebody's got some impure thoughts and they just can't seem to overcome them. And Lord, I'm trying, I'm trying. God sent the man of God today to tell you this. Flee from the area and the thing that is promoting lust in your life. Flee from it and call on the name of the Lord. Turn on Christian music and read your Bible. Submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will flee from you. He won't just leave you alone. He's looking for a red sign that says exit. But you've got to submit to God and quit justifying it with the I love Lucy religion that says everybody's doing it. No, not everybody's doing it. But don't justify it. And some, there's another person here. You're depressed. You're overcome with depression. Man, I just can't bring my thoughts into focus. I'm afraid, I'm I'm anxious, I'm worried all the time. What am I gonna do about that? 
you're going to come to an altar and you're going to lift up your hands and you're going to surrender and say, God, I can't win this battle by myself. I need you, Lord. And he's going to say, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm preaching hope today. I'm telling you that there's a powerful God that is able to deliver to the uttermost whatever your situation that you're in today. Because remember the I Love Lucy church that says that they believe in God denies the power thereof. But not the church of the living God. They brag on the power of God. They say that in their midst are are people that were once alcoholics and adulterers and fornicators and liars and cheats and swindles. That's what we were, but that's not what we are. We have been redeemed. We are the church, the church of the living God. Praise God. So let me conclude, let me conclude with this. Say, well, you know, Brother Kylie, there's lots of religions out there. Lots of faiths, even Christian faiths. Well, let me read this passage to you from Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. Did ever, anybody ever say to you, well, you know, you got... You got your religion and I got mine. You got your interpretation and I got mine. And anybody ever say that to you? And you know, there's, even outside of Christianity, there's lots of religions. I'm not talking about lots of religions. I'm not talking about that today. This is what I'm talking about. Ephesians chapter four and verse four. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. I could stop right there. There's only one Lord. Not many Lords. There's only one faith. Oh, you guys, you think you're the only ones that are right. It's not about what we think. It's about what God's word says. Doesn't matter what any of us think. It only matters what God says. And he said, there's only one faith and there's only one baptism. Well, wait, wait, wait. You know, you're, you're too narrow. You need to broaden your horizons, Pastor. Hold on. Hold on a minute now. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. If we push it enough, and we have, do you know now that you can go to churches and they'll baptize you any way you want? Well, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, no problem. Come to church. We'll put, sprinkle a little water on your head and we'll say in the name of Jesus. That's the way you want it. We don't care. Have it your way. Well, I'm not going to be sprinkled. I need to be immersed. Oh, you want to be immersed? Okay, we can do that too. We can immerse you. We'll do it whatever way you say, but don't promote. 
Don't promote the fact that we immersed you in the name of Jesus Christ because we want to be socially acceptable and politically correct. We don't want to offend anybody. You speak in tongues when you receive the Holy Ghost? That's okay, but do it at home. Don't do it at church because these people don't believe that. And we want everybody to come together. And we'll accept, sounds to me like we're forming a one world religion here with a doctrine that is all over the map, blown in the wind, tossed to and fro. We are not an I love Lucy church. We believe in one Lord one faith, and one baptism. We believe in one God. We are the monotheistic, one God believers. And we are not ashamed. We are not ashamed because it's what we see in the scripture. John 14 and six, Jesus said, you know, some people have said there's lots of ways to get to Chicago. Let me tell you something, we ain't going to Chicago. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, the one way, the one truth, and the one life. He's the only way we're gonna get there, folks. And our faith needs to be in him. Let's stand together. We need to keep preaching the new birth from the old Bible. Numbers, I think you ought to be afraid if the numbers become too great. Straight is the gate, narrow is the way, few there be, but I want to be the few. I like the, I like the theme of the Marines. The few, the proud, the Marines. We may be few, but we're proud of our Jesus. And we're proud of his church. And we're thankful to be a part of it. We're thankful to be a part of it. Except a man be born again, John 3 and 3, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? But Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Let's be a part of the church of the living God. Let's not be an I love Lucy church. And today, today, Maybe you came here wondering what God wanted from your life and he has told you. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. I remember my pastor told this story one time. He said he got into a debate with some people The guy said, well, we've got a large number of people over here and we've got a big speaker. He's well-known throughout the world. 
Everybody likes them. They're talking about how fast they're growing. Pastor Tamil said, well, I just guess I got this one friend of mine that told me that he had the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he said that I needed to repent in Acts 2 and 38. And I needed to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of my sins. And if I would, I'd receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So you stand next to your TV evangelist when you appear before God, because I'm standing right next to Peter and the rest of the apostles and saying, I did what I was told to do from the word of God. I didn't put my faith in men. I put my faith in your word. Jesus, today, as we come to this altar, let us remember to hold fast to your word and to rely on your spirit, to not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, to know that in following you and in obeying you, you'll lead us right to heaven and to an eternal relationship with you. Help us not to compromise, back up, or back down on your word. And we'll give you the thanks, the praise, and all the glory for the changes you make in our yielded lives to you. In Jesus' name. This is a great day to be baptized in Jesus' name. This is a great day to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is a great day to come to an altar and give your life to God and take a look at what he can do. Because you're not in an I Love Lucy church. God bless you. This altar is open for prayer. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.